You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and the interview subject I've got coming up for you is Chad Ginsberg from the US outfit CKY. The reason for the conversation is to promote CKY's new album for 2017, titled The Phoenix. So let's have a listen to what Chad has to say. Here we go. Um, I do want to congratulate you uh, for forging a stellar career producing sludge-infused hard rock now for almost two decades, can you believe? And you have a new album titled The Phoenix, and it'll be released tomorrow on June 16th. So what can fans expect from the new album? Uh, A mature, versatile CKY with uh, well-thought-out, inspired music, which was demoed in pre-production and it, it is the album we wanted to make it's uh it's a matured inspired cky man you know it's got it's 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 all over the map it says what it says and it does it quickly succinctly and perfectly as far as we're concerned yeah excellent for, um, you know for, for the record we wanted to put out it's it, it it says it yeah, no, I like the album title because I think it's appropriate given that your last release was way back in 2009, the excellent Carver City album. Yeah, man. I'm, yeah, this record, the title, everything, it, 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 it's come together like, uh, like, a, like we didn't even, like it just came to us. You know, it's coming, like it's coming from a, a higher, higher source, uh, yeah, something better than us is giving us this material. Yeah, fair enough. And it's fallen into our hands. We've tried to be nice people. We've tried to learn from our mistakes. We've tried to get better as musicians. And uh, the Phoenix is kind of a result of that. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely hear that too, mate. It's the from the songs that I've heard. Um, yeah, it's great stuff, and it um, it sounds like you're consolidating the band's legacy somewhat on this record as well. What do you mean by that? Um, I mean that there's... Consolidating. Consolidating. I'm hearing aspects of the band's sound prior to 2009, but I'm also hearing some... Uh, like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a modern-sounding record that hasn't let go of the past, put it that way. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good thing, man. I mean, it's hard to tell what, you know, people... Uh, what, what people who listen to CKY who aren't in the band... Um, it's hard to tell what anybody's going to think about it, you know, because kind of tunnel vision when you're making music, you know, you don't, you, yes. you listen to it, you hope you love it, and you don't really know what other people are going to think about it, but, you know, if you love it that much, you let it go, and then you yes. find out later what they thought. So I'm glad that you feel that it's still connected, uh, it comes from the heart, you know, um, we had, you know, we had some clue, you know, we were going to use octave guitars, you know, on certain yes. things, Can stuff that, like that, yeah. of course. It's a CKY record. Uh, so, um, but other than that, I mean, we're always, like I said, we're trying to grow as musicians. We're trying to, you know, feel more than ever. Uh, hopefully there's a bit more soul uh, in the record. I mean, that's kind of the, the direction. It feels like there's just more soul in it. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and I'm just... So, uh, 
further to the comment that I made earlier too, I feel like as though it contains all of the best things about the band's DNA, plus some new things. And I really do like the fact that you do use those octave guitars. Um, I, I mean, there probably are other bands out there that do it, but there's not another band out there that uses it as prominently as what you do. It just gives you guys that 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 differentiation, if you like. And I'm all I'm I'm a guitarist and a musician myself, so I do look for these. Yeah, yeah. Things, you know. Oh, fuck, man. When we were making our first record, um, we uh, were experimenting with sounds, and you know, when I heard that sound, I said, "Dude, we gotta we gotta put the sound on every song." It's like, is that? Gonna, we were like, "Is that is that gonna be an overkill?" Well, who cares? It fucking sounds great, like. That that just sounds like us now, you know, because we just overused that sound so much to where it kind of gave us <laughs> gave us a sound, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, mix that with Jess's drumming and you know yeah. some feel, and then uh, you got a CKY record, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, look, I, I read. I've been I produced and mixed the record still. You know what I mean? Yeah, sweet, sweet. Yeah, I can I can really hear your because I, I did. <laughs> I did like your solo record too from 2015. Um, so a bit of a question about oh, that. Oh wow, you heard that too, huh? Yeah, I got into it, mate. Yeah, I have. As I say, I've been following your career for some time now, and um, I, what I tend to do is I like bands, but then I try to find out who the right. who the source member is, so the member that writes most of the music is. And of course, in this band, it's your good self. And so there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about your your approach to music. So it sounded to me like, um, and I could be wrong here, mate. So it's just my interpretation, but but your solo record might have been a bit of a cathartic release, given some of the, um, some of the, you know, the break with CKY and some of the things that had happened in that in the band to date. But I also read something really interesting. Um, I also play bass, and I read that you you wrote a lot of the music starting on the bass guitar. Yeah, yeah, that that record was a record. I, yeah, it definitely was a bit of a cathartic thing. I I was pretty much a yeah, I, I, like I am normally when I'm not. I mean, I haven't been lately because I'm, I'm with a band in a bus, but I'm, I'm pretty much a loner, and I was for quite a few years when I did that record. Yep. So, cathartically, yes, I, I spend most of my time making music in a, in, a, in a very small closet that I rented in L.A., um, and I was, you know, doing a loner thing, and that record came about for me just kind of being alone and... Um, a lot of those songs, yeah, did start on bass. I always like to find a different spot to start. The songs build themselves differently. Um, layering is always fun. Starting with an instrument that's not too crowded already, like a bass. It's more like a you know a frequency with a yeah. you know one note at a time, yeah. more so, and uh, a rhythm. It's slightly percussive. So starting with something like that, you can go almost anywhere with a song. So. There's no real method to write a song, so jumping around to different instruments or finding somewhere else to start will take you down a different road. Uh, so it's always good to bounce around. A lot of the stuff on Alibis was uh, initially started with a bass, probably because I had a real sweet, um, like an SG bass. It was like a seventy, no, it was a sixty, like a sixty-nine uh, SG bass. It just played nice. really well. Yes. So I just kept playing it. Uh, it was it was inspiring enough to to build on those riffs. Yeah, well, there is somebody else very prominent in the world of hard rock and heavy metal that starts to write music on the bass, and I don't know whether you know this, but Tom G. Warrior, the 
the riff lord in uh, Celtic Frost actually writes a lot of the material and or historically has written a lot of the Celtic Frost material starting on the bass guitar. There's a very famous quote from him about that. So you've certainly got that in common with him right there. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, it's a good spot to work. It's deep and it's it's got some meat to build on top of. So it, it sets a good foundation. If you're a musician out there, I would give it a shot. If you're having trouble finding inspiration with just your six-string guitar or something, it, it's you know, funny. And, and it takes away a lot of the options just having four strings. As yes, well. yeah, it, it it means that you focus on economy and you're more, um, yeah, you're more economical and you get to the point a bit quicker. I think oftentimes with the bass as opposed to the guitar because the guitar has an unlimited amount of chromatic combinations, whereas the bass certainly might have. Uh, well, the bass might have an unlimited amount too, but they're not quite as accessible, are they? Because you can't put your fingers all over the, uh, the fretboard like you can with a right. guitar. Yeah, yeah, and a guitar, you know, you're just kind of more tempted to kind of think you have to show off or you're, you know, in yes. some battle of, no matter what, you know, you pick up a guitar, you think you got to be better than some other guitar player. Um, the bass doesn't really feel like that to me. So It's just a, a hunk of wood with some strings on it. You squeeze some notes out of it and find a beat. But that's a good point that you raised okay. there because that's a really good point you raised there about, you know, when, when you say you can actually play the guitar and you can play it bloody well. And you were schooled by the brilliant Richie Cotson back in the day. So I'll ask you a question about your time with Richie. Wow, you know everything, man. <laughs> yeah, I do a bit of research for these yeah. ones here and I'm, it helps that's it on the fan cool. as well. But uh, tell us about no, what it was like. Amazing. working. Yeah, it was great working with Richie, was it? Richie, man, I mean, I'm not sure if everybody knows who Richie Cotton is. Most people don't know some of the best players in the world. Uh, being such an amazing player, you, you don't, it's, it's funny, you, the better you get, it's almost like the less people seem to care, but Richie is known very much so with musicians. Uh, Richie sings now, and you probably know this, he, yeah. he sings phenomenally uh, and plays guitar ridiculously and always is changing his style uh he sings for the winery dogs uh with billy sheen and uh uh, uh drums the drummer uh, sorry yeah from uh, dream theater no no not oh. fucking uh yeah i know you oh, yeah, mike yeah, portnoy yeah. mike portnoy so, that band's pretty sick yeah yeah portnoy um it was a p name i fucking forgot it uh <laughs> i haven't met him personally but I, I i billy was my neighbor when i lived in la um Billy Sheehan is one of the sweetest guys on earth. Yeah. Side note. Uh, and uh, Richie, um, who I hadn't seen, I took lessons from Richie Cotton when I was 18 for quite a bit. Uh, when he he lived in Pennsylvania, uh, I just ran into Richie in L.A. at a supermarket, which was a funny um, re, uh, re-meeting or reconnection or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Richie's one of the most musical guys. I, I didn't learn everything I knew. In fact, I knew I would never ever able to play like him so mm-hmm. taking lessons from a guy like that kind of puts like a ceiling on your on your dreams yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like well yeah i know you probably saying. don't have enough time to figure that <laughs> yeah you know you got to figure out where you fit uh in the world of guitar playing and um you know i found somewhere in the middle to be um <laughs> but you know I, I do a lot of other shit in place of it uh, never be as good as those type of players. Uh, it was always a struggle for me because my favorite guitar players were always like the fastest guitarists in the world. And yeah. I, until I started really heavily getting into the Beatles, uh, did I 
I didn't. I wasn't necessarily sure I understood what the guitar did. I mean, the guitar is a great foundation for songs, like a piano. Uh, yes. Sometimes I regret not learning the piano instead of the guitar because I feel like it's more musical for songs and to be able to entertain yourself. Just wanking on the guitar, ripping leads alone in a room has a time limit on it. And it's only so much you can take. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. finding other foundations to make songs out of, I, you know, I found like I, I cared more about writing songs and melody um, and production and mixing more so than how fast I could shred. And there yeah. would always be somebody better. But it was always a source of frustration that that I couldn't get to the level of like an Ingve or a Paul Gilbert or a Richie Johnson. <laughs> and I guess there's still a little bit of frustrating guitar player in me that's speaking to you right now. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Hey, I've just I've just been given a note to wrap things up. I'm sorry, mate. Honestly, I could I've got literally about an hour's worth more questions here, so I might reach out to you after we finish today and. Um, Try and see up another catch up. Dude, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I enjoy talking to somebody like you who has definitely done their research. You know what you're talking about. You have good questions. So call back anytime, man. Okay, I mean, brother, I will do Bill that. Or something, I will. Yeah, no worries, okay. mate. No, I'll do that for sure. All right, awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we ran out of time, bro. No, that's all right, mate. It's a pleasure talking to you, mate. I wish you the best of success, and I hope to see you down here. Uh, I know we'll, we'll connect before then anyway, but I certainly hope you guys tour Australia soon. Oh, we fucking are planning it, man. I, 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 that, that's one of the best places that we even have to go anymore. So we love going to Australia. Uh, there's no doubt we'll be back, hopefully by the winter, honestly. Okay, sweet. No worries. All right, mate. All the very best and chat to you soon. All right. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Chad Ginsberg from the outfit CKY. Thank you so much for listening.